If you have ever found yourself wondering, did I do this right? Do I have the processes and procedures in place that not only makes my life as a creative or an artist easier, but protects me legally if something was to go amiss? then today's episode is for you. Today, we get the amazing opportunity to talk with Emily D. Baker, who is a legal consultant specifically focused on work with online entrepreneurs. And today, we talk all about making sure that your creative and artistic business is set up so that you are protected and so that you can set boundaries effectively and stop wasting time trying to figure out how to use the kind of half done agreement that you send out, how to use the language of that to enforce the boundary that you want to set when your client's not paying you or trying to steal your work or whatever. So for those of you that want to make money doing what you do, today is an essential, essential episode. I'm going to let you know a little bit up front. It does go a little long because Emily and I incredibly value the hard money that you work for and your time and your resources. So we get passionate in this episode. It's chocked full, 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 full of amazing resources and lists of things to check on to make sure you're legit. So know that it goes a little longer than our typical episode. So plan for it, plan to listen in two parts, do what you need to do, but make sure you don't miss this episode because it's legit and you're going to be legit. So sit back, enjoy, let's get your business so legal and so legit. This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, I'm so excited that you are joining us here today. If you could tell our audience just a little bit about you and what awesomeness you bring to the world, that would be great. (laughs) All of the awesomeness. (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm Emily D. Baker. I am a legal consultant for primarily online business owners. I have been a lawyer for over 15 years, Um, so there's experience. I've seen some stuff. I know some stuff. I'm also a giant tech nerd and a mom. Um, and I live in Southern California. So the awesomeness I bring to the world is empowering business owners to take the reins in their own business and run it legit. Because if you're not running your business legit, you are, I think, putting up a big wall between yourself and like outrageous success because you're always worried that like 
well, maybe nobody will notice if you just keep playing small. Like maybe the IRS won't notice. Maybe the FTC won't notice. Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> um, and it keeps you small. Like if you're not confident in your contracts, you're not going to call a client and be like, my contract says, and you need to. So when we're not confident, we don't stand up for ourselves the same way. Yeah, definitely. And I invited Emily on the show because you guys flood me with questions about (laughs) how do I make sure that my business is set up legally and what contracts do I need to make sure I have in place? What needs to be on my website? And I knew that I needed to bring in an expert because I know those things are all important and are parts that I've looked into for my own business. But I was like, let's give Emily a call and have her on the show. Yes. So let's start with the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. I love musicals, (laughs) so I made quotes. I was just about to bust out in song and I was like, wait a second. If I sing it too close, could it be a copyright violation? Yes. Yes, it could. So I won't bust out into song, but I was on there. I was on the train with you. So the very first place to start Mm -hmm. in your business, um, there's two things I explain to all of my clients and I explain in all of my content. And if you guys want to find me, it'll be in the show notes. I am the Emily D. Baker, like all over the place. And you can find me, emilydbaker.com. And she talks about Pokemon a lot. If you like I do talk about Pokemon a lot because I... Love po- So here's why I fell in love with Pokemon. I feel like I need to explain because they're going to be like, I don't know if I can trust this lawyer who's obsessed with Pokemon. Look, I was leaving the district attorney's office. I was a deputy district attorney in LA County for over 10 years. And I had had multiple back um, issues, two back surgeries, and I was recovering from a spinal fusion. And literally all I could do was shuffle along and walk. And mm-hmm. that my back surgery happened not too long before Pokemon Go was first released three years ago. So I was like, well, it's something I can do while shuffling. And it made me feel ever so slightly less pathetic as like I'm out walking and getting passed by like 80 year olds on their morning walks. And I just, I, I had been a college athlete. So Mm -hmm. being able to shuffle along at a snail's pace, I had a lot of self judgment about it. And Pokemon Go made me feel a lot better. (laughs) And you have two boys who seem like they're into it as well. And so it's a a thing. I won't let them play my account, though. Like, I won't let them touch my game. I'm I'm that mom who's like, don't mess up mommy's game. (laughs) That is so awesome. I mean, I think it's important, like, to have the things you can connect on. Um, Yes, it is. It's a lot of fun. She is totally legit. You don't have to worry about it. Pokemon just makes her a step above all yeah. the other people. <laughs> okay, so what I mean, I'm the most fun lawyer you'll find, I think. So you are. when you first start your business, you need to understand that there are two aspects to your business. Aspect number one is liability. Like somebody might sue my ass and that's really scary. The second aspect is financial. Um, business expenses, tax deductions, if you're an LLC or an S-Corp, if you're filing as a, if you're a C-Corp, filing as an S-Corp, if you have shareholders, all that stuff is financial. So the two parts of your business you need to keep an eye on are your liability and your finances. Now, if yes. you're in a high liability field, high liabilities, like you own a personal training gym where people can like slip and drop heavy things on themselves. That's higher liability than if you run an online business where you consult on business or you're an artist or a creative. Mm -hmm. Those things, you're more worried about copyright and protecting your works than you are about somebody suing you because they dropped a kettlebell on their foot. So 
liability, and then money. Money is some stuff you will need to consult with a CPA about. And I'll tell you if I bring it up, like, hey, also talk to your tax person. Mm -hmm. But I will also give you the lawyer side breakdown because I am a tax nerd. (laughs) So you need to separate your business from yourself so that Mm -hmm. liability stays with your business and money Mm -hmm. stays with your business properly. And then you can pay yourself from your business. Hmm. There are, how would, yeah, how do people separate them? We're going to talk about that. The, the IRS does not play at all. And depending on what state you're in, state taxes do not mess around. A California yes. will take every, will take your money and then we'll like flip you upside down and shake out the change in your pockets. Yeah. Cause that's California. Other states are like, Hey man, if you run a company here, we're not going to charge you taxes. Like it's cool. Just like provide jobs and we're good. So mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is get an EIN. An EIN is free. You can get it on the IRS website. It is called an employer identification number. Do not let this freak you out. You do not have to employ people for this to be necessary. Mm-hmm. This Think of it like your business social security number. Yeah. This is the identifier for your business saying, hey, this business thing is separate than me. So if you're upset with this business thing, it's over here and I'm over here. And the reason that's important is because if there is ever an issue in your business, you want your personal assets and finances to be protected while your business assets and finances can handle the problem if there is one. Mm -hmm. So setting up yourself as a separate entity doesn't even have to be a formal corporate formation like an LLC or a corporation. Mm -hmm. You can run as a sole proprietor with that EIN. And once you get that EIN, you can get a business bank account, which keeps your money in the right place. Mm-hmm. Personal bank accounts. Well, okay, for, I'm going to back up a second. Venmo is not a business bank account. Your personal PayPal is not a business bank account. Those are amen, not... Amen, amen. <laughs> those are not legitimate ways of doing business and you are not protected. You yes. can set up a Stripe account very easily. Mm -hmm. You can set up a business PayPal account, but that's not a bank account. Don't leave your money sitting in there forever because they can freeze it. I'll rant about that later. But once you have a business checking account, which you can set up at almost any bank you use, and there's a bunch of online banks that you can Mm -hmm. use, you can start running your payments into that checking account. Mm -hmm. And then you can if Go you're ahead. worried about lo- like not having enough to set up a business account, I often recommend looking into a credit union because they their business accounts tend to have very low minimum deposits, which I know is a barrier that a lot of people put up for themselves in terms of getting a bank account. So even though Capital One just had their recent breach, I recommend the Capital One Spark account. Look, every bank has had a major security breach at this yeah. point. Yeah. So it's not a barrier for entry to mm-hmm. me because I take other methods to protect my identity. Mm-hmm. But my business bank account is with uh, Capital One because the initial deposit was like $300 or something. Mm-hmm. And I think the minimum daily is like $200. So mm-hmm. it has a very low fees and it's all online processing. So That's I love great. nerdwallet.com. I use nerdwallet a lot. They are really on top of what business bank accounts have the lowest fees, what Mm. business credit cards have the best bonuses. So you can really start to be like, oh, if I open this business credit card under my EIN, I get a $600 credit when I spend this much and I know I'm going to do a spend on this. So I'm going to spend on that card, 
get that bonus cash and then close that card out and use a different one. Nice. I'm yeah. all about, I'm all, I love a reward point. I love mm-hmm. a cash back. <laughs> I love all of it. My so husband and I are actually going on a trip with some, uh, yeah, some bonus points from our credit card. That's a business card, but you know, it's the bonus points. I think I can use them. Otherwise, we're editing this part of the podcast out. If Emily's like, you are not your allowed to- bonus points are your bonus points. Not there to mention, you you're probably going to talk about business on this trip. So oh, for sure, it's probably partly a business expense anyway. It is. It is. So I tell yeah. all my corporation owners, I'm like, look, you need to have a corporate meeting. If mm-hmm. your corporate meeting happens to take place in a dining room on a Disney cruise, that's a business expense. Yes. Just saying. Yes. You we can have. strategize these things. We often <laughs> have done that. Because why not? That's why we own businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. in... Whether you agree or disagree, the financial system in America is set up for corporations to build wealth. It is not set up for individuals to create wealth. Mm -hmm. So if you can create your own company, you can start to create that kind of wealth for yourself and use those same tools. It doesn't matter that you're not Apple. You can use the same tax advantages. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might not keep money offshore in Ireland. I love Apple, but come on. You might not keep money offshore in Ireland to avoid taxes, but there's a lot of really cool stuff you can Mm -hmm. do with your finances once your business and personal are separate and separate outside of a sole proprietor. So if you live in a state where it's $25 a year to set up an LLC, Mm -hmm. consider it. Mm -hmm. You get to start taking advantage of all of the taxes that are set up to help corporations make money. And you can be mad about it and still take advantage of it at the same time. Exactly. This is... This is not equitable, but I'm, I'm still going to drive a company car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can do both. And it's hard. A lot of people feel morally torn by that. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, if you set up your business well, you should be able to sell it or let it go bankrupt if you need to, because mm-hmm. business bankruptcy doesn't stop you from like being president, <laughs> or running an airline. <laughs> I'm just saying business bankruptcy Eat? is not mm-hmm. as hard to recover from as personal bankruptcy. Yeah. So if you set your business up right, if the worst happened and that mm-hmm. needed to be an option, yeah. at least you have an option. Yeah, because life happens. I mean, and we, sometimes like, you know, there are times like a sick child or a life thing where you go, my priority is no longer this business and I am going to let it. Yeah, I have die. to walk away. I have to walk away. And if that business has a lot of debt, it might be Mm -hmm. that that business needs to go bankrupt. Yeah. And that's not, some people are like, that's shady. Look, United Airlines went bankrupt after 9-11 because they Mm -hmm. spent so many days with um, planes out of the sky and there were lawsuits and retirement accounts that were issues Mm -hmm. that they were like, we can't, we have to restructure this company. We can't Mm -hmm. take on all this debt. A lot of their employees got screwed in that process. It's not ideal, but Mm -hmm. the company had to make the decision to keep the company afloat. And you get to make those same kinds of decisions. It's not always fun. Those are the Mm -hmm. hard decisions in business. Hopefully, you'll never get there. Hopefully, your hard business decisions will be like, well, what kind of company car do I really want? Or do I want a company electric bike? Like, what does my company need? Does it need an iPhone 11? Yeah, probably does. (laughs) How is the iPhone 11? It's so great. (laughs) It's so great. I love it so much. So (laughs) if you want to know how much I love it, follow along on Instagram. I'll tell you all about it. 
That's awesome. Okay, so they're going to so, get the EIN, EIN and business, business bank, bank account. account. Those are your first phases of letting your business become its own little entity. Yes. And once it becomes its own little entity, you have to start protecting it. So mm -hmm. that's where we get into policies, procedures, contracts. Like these are all the things that make creatives like want to choke themselves. They're just like, like this is formal process. This isn't fluid. This is mm -hmm. it's stuff that feels overwhelming, heavy, boring, and gross, like all mm -hmm. at the same time. And nobody wants to deal with it. However, that's why you hire Naftali who will walk you through each step and then make exactly. sure that you still have time to be creative and fluid in doing that. Exactly. And once the structures are in place, you it won't take up that worry in the back of your brain. Like, exactly. I feel like there's something else I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Or, I, so I work with a lot of web developers and designers. Um, and I had a lovely designer call me up and was like, hey... I don't know what to do about X. And I was like, what's X? Well, a client that I created a bunch of designs for took those designs and is now reselling them oh, wow. on their own. And I was like, oh, what does your contract say? Mm. Yet there wasn't a contract. Oh, ouch. Is the problem. There was a click button agreement when the things were purchased, which is what we mm -hmm. used to argue. Um, and we actually ended up resolving it and did like we licensed the ones that had been sold and said, okay, look, you're going to just pay us for the ones you've resold. Mm -hmm. And then we will sell you a commercial license to resell these. That's mm -hmm. fine, but you have to pay more. Like if you want to resell my stuff, you have to pay more for it. Yeah. But you have to have a contract so that the mm -hmm. client knows this is for personal use. Yeah. You can't just take my stuff and start reselling it. So those are the types of situations a good contract can put you in the mm -hmm. best position to defend. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say a good contract will protect you from all the crazy crap people will do, especially if you sell anything on Etsy because Etsy is like the freaking wild west, man. People get crazy on Etsy. People steal each other's content. People are ripping off like Disney. It's wild. It's all going to come to a head. I think some of the bigger company and trademark holders are going to sue mm -hmm. Etsy for allowing mm -hmm. trademark infringed goods on their site. I think that's coming. If I was a lawyer for Disney, that's what I would do. Disney, mm. EmilyDBaker.com. If if, I mean, I would just, I'm just She's, saying. She does contract work. So. I do do contract work. Um, and I'm in California. But you see like all the Star Wars stickers, like so mm -hmm. much intellectual property mm -hmm. being recreated and resold. But yeah. Etsy allows it to happen on their platform. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's why you see YouTube really cracking down on copyright striking videos because mm -hmm. the owners of the copyright and trademarks are starting to crack down on YouTube. So YouTube's cracking down on the end user. Yes. But your contract puts you in the best position to make that call or email like, hey, you're using my stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. I'm sure we can come to a resolution before my lawyer has to give you a call because what creatives don't want to have to say is my lawyer. Like that's not, not anything any creative ever wants to have to no. say. <laughs> no, it kills that vibe and you want to flow. Okay. So this is the question that I'm going to get. So we have to answer it. I do different things for different people all the time. Does that mean I have to hire Emily every time I do a different type of work? No. So here's how I prefer to set up my contracts. Mm -hmm. I per, Well, I, I start all my clients with a pretty in-depth consultation call so I understand the ins and outs of your business mm -hmm. and can figure out the best protection for you. 
a lot of the times what we do is a very thorough contract that kind of accounts for all the situations because contracts are contracts like pay me don't steal my stuff like don't be a dick it's all going to be fine and when you do different stuff that way, people, is that what your contract says don't be i a mean dick. if you read between the lines it kind of says don't be a dick okay <laughs> and um so i'm trying so hard not to curse like i'm trying so hard not to curse cuz we I can always law, edit out I we, when i talk that. about law i know it flies I, I, we're safe with Dick. So I'm going to leave it, it there. So when you have different types of services or different types of projects um, or different offerings, those all go in a very thorough proposal. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the proposal process. I'm sure you talk about the proposal yes. process. A very thorough proposal with deliverables, timelines, mm-hmm. timelines for payment, stop yes. work, um, client delay. Like mm-hmm. if your client doesn't give you what you need to finish your job, they should go to the back of the line mm-hmm. versus screwing up your Halloween because all of a sudden they're like, oh, I need this done tomorrow. Here's all the stuff. No, bro. That's not how that works. So all of those things can go in a proposal and then the proposal is incorporated into the contract. Mm-hmm. So you do one proposal per project and the contract stays the same. So you don't have to edit the contract every single time. Yeah. So one good client contract. Mm -hmm. And then if you work with subcontractors, it's the same thing. One good contract for working with independent contractors or subcontractors Mm -hmm. and then changing the deliverables and the details in a really thorough uh, proposal or job breakdown. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I get around editing the contract. I hate people having to edit the contract every single time because they will delay in sending out the contracts or proposals Mm -hmm. because they dread editing them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you delay getting paid because if that client was in a hurry, they might move on because they haven't heard back from you in a couple of weeks. And or it is the place that, you know, I look at systems and like workflows for creatives. And one of the places that people get stuck is they go, oh, it's okay. I trust this person. I'm not going to send it. Or, man, I really love this project. I'm inspired by it. Let's just jump in. And I can say, and, you know, my husband has given me permission to share this, but like his company last year lost $10,000 because of that. Not because they didn't have a contract, not because they didn't have any of those things in place, but because they got excited and editing the contract and editing um, the scope of work felt like a lot. And it was a short timeline. It was for a big event in San Diego that happens once a year that a lot of geeks and nerds love to go to. And they were like, great. And then... When push came to shove and they went, you didn't pay us the last third of our money, the people were like, show us the contract. And literally like we, I mean, we tried legal actions, but if you don't have that, if the workflows are not in place and being a contract being one of those, that is the number one place I see creatives and artists lose thousands of dollars every year. Yeah. Um, and that's not the only story I know of, but it's the one I can share. Here's what I love about um, artists and creatives. It's that when they do well personally and they're successful mm-hmm. personally, most yeah. of them go out and do more good. It's yes. not that they're just like, I want to have 17 cars. And if you do, like, I don't begrudge that at all. You good do on you. you. But a lot of people will turn around and do good with the money. So when you yeah. are not making money and you're losing money, mm-hmm. you are holding back from doing the good that you want to do in the world. Yeah. 
And if you mm-hmm. didn't want to do some good, this probably wouldn't be the line of work that you're in. So yeah. you've got to make the money and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We I mean, need a lot of that. The thing I love about the creative heart and mind is that it sees the light under the darkness and it innately brings it forth. Like that is the creative process. It brings the complexity of color and light and all of those things and sound into the world. And it utilizes that to touch humanity. We need that. So we need you guys not to get burnt out because you keep getting people stealing your money. Because inevitably what will happen is you will no longer be able to create. Systems help the creative flow. They don't put you in a box and limit it. Exactly. And I get it because I'm a total rebel and I'm like, no, I want to do it the way I want to do it. Mm -hmm. But when you implement systems in life and business, you have more time to do it the way you want to do it. And you're like, oh, I do have time to like play and have fun and do other things. Um, I personally use Dubsado in my business, which is weird. A lot of lawyers don't. It's more set up for creatives, but Mm -hmm. I love the workflow because it's so easy to just integrate the proposal, edit it, and just send that contract right out. It makes it so easy. So you guys, you need a good contract Mm -hmm. and you need a good proposal process, which I can't teach you, but... I can. (laughs) So yeah, contracts are essential. And if you do work with subcontractors, Mm -hmm. those contracts look a little different because you need to make sure that they're properly categorized as independent Mm -hmm. contractors. It's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, I'm going to go on a slight rant. Go. Please, please be careful that you actually know that the person you are working with is a subcontractor legally. This is something in the creative artistic world that has been... I mean, honestly, just people have been abused for a really long time. So you may have been taught wrong. I'm not going to get into the full details, but if this is a question you have in your business, definitely give me a call, reach out, and I can kind of send you in the right direction to find it out because it is one of the places that you could lose a lot of money. There can be legal actions taken, and it's not treating people with integrity if you don't understand the difference because there is a big difference. There is. And in uh, California, for example, since we're both sitting here in California, Mm -hmm. California recently changed its independent contractor laws. Mm -hmm. And one of the industries really hard hit is photographers because for weddings and event photographers, they used to be able to just bring on a second shooter for the day Mm -hmm. and that person would be an independent contractor. Now that person's an employee. So they have to be paid W-2 which is the tax mm-hmm. form. They have yeah. payroll taxes have to be paid, which yep. means if your fees didn't go up, your overhead went up, but you never yeah. raised your fees. So you are making less because yeah. now you're paying uh, payroll fees and all of that. So yeah. it is a big change, but there mm-hmm. are proper ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is another place where setting up a company. If your company hires another company, that yeah. company is not your employee. Yes. If you're both, if you're both not companies, then it's you as an individual hiring another individual and that person may be your employee and you might need to follow all of the employment rules mm-hmm. set up by the IRS. So yeah. know that if you're working with somebody that does something similar to what you do, it's a concern and you need to look into it for your state. Yes. Also know, like I'm a lawyer, if I hire a web designer, probably an independent contractor because mm-hmm. they're not doing law. If I yeah. brought on a paralegal to help me with contracts, mm-hmm. probably needs to be an employee. Yeah, That's like a rough 
down and dirty, mm-hmm. quick and nasty mm-hmm. look at independent contractor law. But it is consistently changing. And most yeah. states are going to go the way of California. And California yeah. is copying like New York and Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're doing it, not that I'm jaded, payroll taxes are high. And mm-hmm. so when the state needs money, payroll taxes are a great way to mm-hmm. bring in a significant bump to the state revenue. Yeah. Just- and and that's the, you know, that's the jaded side. Also, there are full <laughs> industries in California. Yes. I will call out the film and TV industry that spent many, many years calling everyone an independent contractor. Absolutely true. And, and avoiding health insurance mm-hmm. and avoiding proper pay and retirement plans. That's absolutely true. Thank you, the union. No, I that's a absolutely big true. fan of you. If you're listening, shout out it's, to all my union friends. <laughs> it makes it really hard for small business. Yes, um, Big business should not abuse independent contractors yes. and make them work ridiculous hours, not pay them overtime and be like, but you're a contractor. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. pay a retirement plan. I'm not going to pay healthcare. Yes. That, it's a huge problem. It is hard for small. It's hard for, it's hard for a small business that really just needs mm-hmm. to bring on a couple contractors because they're under five employees. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's true. Both. We could rant about this for a Forever. long time, guys. Forever. <laughs> but we'll move on. <laughs> we are moving on. Okay. So we've got, we're following laws and regulations. We're making sure that we have a proposal process. Just wrote down that I'm going to do a whole episode on that. Oh, I can't wait to listen. I'm going to send it to everyone I work with. And I'm like, because they're like, well, what should my proposal process look like? I'm like, this is the information that needs to be in it. I'm not a processes girl. I hire people to do that for me and tell me what to do. I'm a law girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And having processes that work with your creative artistic mind, and that's my specialty, is like to understand how your mind works and have a process you actually utilize instead of a process like my husband had and I, you know, where he was like, I don't really use it. I'm like, then what the heck do we have helpful? (laughs) Exactly. So once you get your you know, your proposal process, your Mm -hmm. contracting, all of that, we need to talk about websites. Yeah. Because websites have a whole bunch of rules that Mm -hmm. you're required to follow. Here's the thing about being a business owner. And if you don't see yourself as such, I'm just going to say, if other people pay you money to do things, you are a business owner. Mm. So if people pay you money to do some stuff, you are a business owner. So you have to follow the rules. And these are the same rules that like Disney and Amazon and Apple has to do. They have fleets of lawyers that tell them the rules. You have us. Websites are regulated by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Mm -hmm. And so your website is legally required to have a privacy policy. Mm -hmm. The FTC, just if you're driving, just take a deep breath. The FTC can charge you up to $40,000 per website that doesn't, well, technically 41000 I rounded down. I was trying not to be dramatic. $41,000 per website that doesn't have a privacy policy. Mm. Your website has to have a privacy policy. Your mm. website also, if you're selling through your website to protect you, has to have copyright disclaimers, has to have a terms of use, has to have a sales policy. If mm. you are selling on your site, People need to understand, like, if the sales are final, that the sales are final. They have to understand they're going to be charged shipping if you're mm-hmm. shipping out things to them. Yeah. If you are dealing with physical goods, you need to also adhere to the regulations regarding sales tax. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with digital goods, those sales tax regulations vary by industry and by state, mm-hmm. though they are going to start changing because I think we're going to see a higher 
we're going to see more prevalent sales tax on digital goods in the years to come. So that's changing. So there are a lot of considerations, sales tax. Generally, what I suggest to my business owners sending physical goods Mm -hmm. is use a platform that does that for you. So like Shopify will take care of sales tax. If you're doing boxes, Mm -hmm. CrateJoy will. But if you're selling unique or individual goods through Mm -hmm. your website, you have to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So any artists listening that are actually selling physical products in terms of that, that's definitely for something for you to be aware of um, as you set up your processes. Yeah, exactly. So when you get to your website, you have to have that privacy policy. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, it's required by the FTC. Yes, you can be fined. But if you're using any analytical tracking on your website or advertising on your Mm -hmm. website, Mm -hmm. it's required by the terms of use of Facebook, Google, and Amazon that your website have a privacy policy if you're using their plugins or services. So if you're sending people to an Amazon uh, influencer shop, your site has to have a privacy policy because Amazon requires you to do that to use their program. So if you don't want to get cut off from like Facebook Pixel or Google AdWords, Mm -hmm. um, Google AdSense, Amazon affiliates, you need to make sure that your website's legit. Because let me tell Mm -hmm. you, Facebook is not going to have your back. If somebody makes a complaint about your website, Facebook's Mm -hmm. just going to shut you off. So you won't be able to run ads and run things from your Mm -hmm. site to Facebook. So doing it right helps protect you. These laws are also changing. California has a new Consumer Privacy Act that's going into effect in January that's going to change the way we advertise online. So yes, CCPA coming at you. It's kind of like when everybody was like GDPR and all the creatives are like, la, 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 la. I don't advertise in Europe. It doesn't matter to me. This one is going to matter to you. So we won't we won't go down the rabbit hole of California consumer privacy. Yeah. But no, I will be calling you because well, I know. I, am, I have content coming out on it. Don't right. worry about it just yet. I have content coming out on it to help you guys. So if you follow me, you'll get Great. that. But these things are changing. And what's happening is the larger companies are passing it to the end user. So mm-hmm. if there's a problem, they'll just take down your site. And that's if your site is how you make your money, Mm -hmm. um, if ads are how you make your money, what does having that taken down look like to you? And then Mm -hmm. would you be able to afford to fight it if you got taken down? Yeah. So just do it right in the first place. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I sell those things in my shop. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I do want to address because we've talked about a lot today and there is very much probably the tendency, like you said, to just go, no, 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 I didn't hear it. (laughs) We want to get all these processes and these legal things in place as quickly as we can, but also know it is better to do one thing at a time as opposed to doing none of them. Yes. So pick one. Start there. Start, start there. With the EI, start with the EIN. The EIN. If you've already done that, make sure you have a business bank account so that yep. that financial and that liability piece is looked at. And then just slowly start reviewing. Okay, what are my contracts? Where did I get them? Are they actually up to date? Do I have? And make a list and just take one at a time. I nor Emily expect you to go look at everything today and be like, I've got it all. Or I don't have anything and I'm going to do it all by tomorrow. That's an unrealistic expectation and it will cause you to go into flight, flight, freeze response. That's how our brain works. So write it out 
and then put it on your calendar. Make goals and expectations. If you need someone to kind of help you, especially if you're a creative who you just heard the word gold and expectations and you were like, I don't do that. <laughs> don't you know me? I do know you. And I can walk you through this. So let's figure that out together because I don't want you guys leaving the episode today feeling hopeless and like this is impossible for you. It is possible. There are many creative artistic people that do it in their businesses and they do it well, but they had to start at the first thing. Can we talk about the yuck factor? Yeah. feels yucky to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. especially when you want to help and you want to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, in my career, I experienced significant burnout even before I hurt my back Mm because I wasn't setting boundaries because I was in a helping profession. So Mm -hmm. even though, you know, on TV, the district attorney is always like the bad guy, I really... And my colleagues really wanted to help. Like we want, yeah. like we're protecting victims and we're keeping the state safe and we're mm-hmm. taking away guns and putting bad guys in jails and woohoo. But I didn't set appropriate boundaries. And then yeah. I carried that into entrepreneurship. And I was mm. like, oh, the problem wasn't my job. The problem's me. I don't set boundaries because I want to just take it all on. But I yeah. can't serve excellently from an empty cup. So mm-hmm. setting these things in place, make sure that you don't feel taken advantage of mm-hmm. and that when you need to stand up and say, hey, you can't actually not pay me, yeah. you have something to back it up with. You don't want to have to do that, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more comfortable when you're confident that those things are in place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, it does feel yucky, but every business has to deal with contracts. Mm-hmm. All of us do. And I have worked with multi-million dollar business owners that don't have some of this stuff in place. It's Mm -hmm. not just you. There are lots of people who don't have everything done and it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be started. So start separating your business out, start building in protection, build in your website protection, and and then we'll just do another episode and talk about protecting your intellectual property. <laughs> yes, we will. Actually, and then, I wanted and to do that. then protect the things that you make. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. just having that copyright disclosure on your website, mm-hmm. even just saying in your contract, this item is not for commercial use. It's not mm-hmm. for recreation or resale. Just that can start to put you in a better mindset because I'm sure you, if you're an artist, you view yourself as an artist. You don't view yourself as a business owner. It's the same with authors and designers. Mm -hmm. They don't see themselves as a CEO of of a business. Mm -hmm. They see themselves as the thing that they provide or do. Yes. But you're also a business owner. Yeah. And the rules also Mm -hmm. apply to you whether you Mm -hmm. know them or not. And that's that's where I don't want to see people losing money and kind of getting Mm -hmm. screwed by things they didn't know. Mm -hmm. I would rather have you know and start to implement protection than go, I didn't even know I was supposed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So tell the people where they can go to get in touch with you, buy the things that you have (laughs) in your shop. Where can they go? I've dropped the things. So my shop is called the Get Legit Shop. It's Mm getlegitshop.com because helping online entrepreneurs get their stuff legit is my favorite thing to do. (laughs) You can find me at emilydbaker.com and that's where you can book calls. If you want me to take a look at your business, I do offer consulting calls that are one-offs with like no obligation to do anything else. We just break it down. And then you can follow me on social, the Emily D. Baker. I am the most active on Instagram because I love it over there. It's Mm -hmm. pretty. It's fun. I talk to people in my DMs 
more than I should. <laughs> I should be working. But that's where I share tips, life, and mm-hmm. I will rant. Like the college admission scandal happened. I was ranting on Instagram for like three weeks. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop myself. I love it when you start ranting. It's fun. <laughs> it's really, really fun. We will have all of those in the show notes. So definitely don't pull over your car and try to run into <laughs> anything while you run. Yeah, just yeah, go to the it. show notes later. It's fine. Um, keep working out, doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for coming today. We are going to schedule that other podcast oh, interview. we're going to have to talk it's... about intellectual property. It's like the next phase, but until this stuff is set, mm-hmm. you can't really adequately protect that stuff because your business yeah. isn't ready yet. Like yeah. you have to build the moat around your castle before you like go out and slay dragons because yeah. otherwise they'll just like chase you while they fly. Yeah. Bad analogy, folks. Bad analogy. <laughs> it got off the rails there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you so much, you. Emily, for coming today. And guys, if you have any questions, definitely head on over to the On Purpose Creatives. I will definitely make sure to answer the questions that I can and then send you to Emily for the rest. So awesome. head on, hang out with another group of On Purpose and intentional creatives that want to get paid for what they do. As you should. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.